Okay, Marcel, hello, how are you? Hello. Yeah, quite good. Thank you very much uh, for, for the invitation and like, yeah, uh, to get the opportunity to join you guys. Thank you. Um, We're very excited to have you with us here on Grey Area. Thank you. <laughs> how, how's Berlin at the moment? Well, um, yeah, like at the moment is like, uh, first of all, like um, a little bit like feels a bit uh, strange in terms of summer because after really good storage, I mean, I don't want to talk about like boring weather stuff, first of all, but like this is like what summer is in Berlin more, more, mostly about that uh, you have either like really hot days or like you have like every five, six minutes, like a different weather situation. This is like what it is in these days, mainly rainy. And yeah. then you've got like, uh, like a pretty heavy fun thunderstorm at some point even, and then the stormy stuff. And then like half an hour later, you have like sunshine, as the sun is shining. And then, yeah, uh, but yeah, this is, um, yeah, quite uh, usual here in Berlin at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, um, except that. So I'm all good. I focus a lot on music. Um, after I like took a longer, let's say, not really break, but I had to put my focus on private things with my parents the last two three years, mm-hmm. uh, and had to yeah take care of treatment stuff so uh, i'm really really uh happy first of all i found a good solution to get the best result for both of them and uh, also to get back to music finally again and to yeah to be able to uh, start all those projects and to release the stuff uh, i have in mind now since yeah since pandemic you can say um so yeah, uh, good things ahead, definitely. Good, <laughs> good. Well, you can tell us a little bit about what's coming up now, but just to start, I would like to uh, know a little bit more about growing up around music. What was what? What are your first memories of music for you? Well, going back deep now. <laughs> I mean, uh, as you might know, so I've been born like in the in the OGDR. And uh, so when the wall came down, I was like 13, almost 14. And so this was actually also the time right before the wall came down. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, did like some tape stuff, you know, like recorded like radio shows, like more like poppy stuff, like when I was super young, but like still, you know, I was like fascinated by the fact to do school parties and play music for my <laughs> classmates. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was quite funny. Uh, but yeah, later on, so like, um, um, I've been starting like, yeah, like to, um, yeah, uh, get into hip hop, you know, like there was like mm. a few hip hop bands, like in the really late GDR times. And just like, actually, even one was able like to, to, yeah, like being super successful, uh, which was which was called Electric Beat Crew was their name, and so it was the time you know when like East and West was shifting and like they were like doing like uh, uh, yeah pretty good stuff, uh, more like kind of Grandmaster Flash inspired old school kind mm-hmm. of sounding stuff, but um, yeah, pretty successful also like being on TV shows in East. Uh, East Germany back in the days and also on the first approaches in, in West Germany and, and uh, so this was like a big wave you know uh, and yeah. this was also affecting me on some point like to see people first time with bass gaps and doing 
like kind of little dance like specifically for this type of music i haven't seen that before so it was like super new and so nice new. Uh, absolutely and um yeah so this was also the time when i was yeah um starting like to get into graffiti and like was like getting in touch like with the first couple of movies like uh, um, movies like beat street and stuff where i also um yeah had had those very influential moments in this movie when like a guy recorded like a water drop and put effects on it and it was like wow for mm. me like to hear like what you can do with sounds um so yeah this was like a very early stage um then yeah it played also like a kind of yeah like kind of hip-hop sets if you say so like on on, on birthday parties uh up to the middle of the 90s you can even a uh, big l tribe called quest yeah, Pete Rock. So, like, they were like my my source of hip hop in the '90s, and um, at a little bit on a later stage, I got more into this, yeah, instrumental based electronica influence kind of stuff. Massive Attack, DJ Crush, uh, DJ Cam, also uh, Bonobo, and um, yeah, I remember always like this moment when like Blade Two was in cinemas. And um, there was like a massive attack track, Eye Against Eye, in the, in the end of the movie. And everyone left and I was still sitting there. I was like, fuck, that's a damn good track. <laughs> I've been more fascinated by the movie, by the sound. And uh, so, yeah, this was like uh, also a nice little uh, memory for sure. Like when we speak about this part. But then, yeah, apparently also um, got into electronic music by beginning of the 90s. And went to first, yeah, trans parties mm. uh, at that time. Um, and uh, yeah, like also recorded like some radio shows. Rave Satellite was one of the really early ones uh, back then, like created and uh, yeah, by Marusha even, uh, was, mm. which was like a very famous uh, uh, trans act, you can say, back in the days. And then started to buy my first records. Uh, for malaria, IQ, Frankfurt beats, those kind of stuff. Um, very early stage, but like also very inspiring in terms how the community was, yeah, handing each other, you know, like this part of, uh, yeah, kind of uh, freedom, which, which was like in there and, and diversity also, which is like all those values, you know, what you still like uh, believe in, you know, these days. Yeah. Uh, and, um, so um, then I was, yeah, uh, starting like, let's say like an own kind of party concept with a friend middle of the 90s in my hometown, which is actually like just 50 kilometers, 45 uh, in the east of Berlin. Mm -hmm. So where I grew up actually. But yeah, uh, I've been then in Berlin like regularly or more regularly than even before. And then so we wanted to start something by our own. And uh, it was also very, um, yeah, inspiring period of time um, to invite like Berlin-based DJs like Tom Clark back in the days, but mm -hmm. also international stuff from Heiko Lauchs, which is also German, but like also DJ Slip uh, back in the days, so which was which were super great highlights uh, during this part of my '90s journey, you can say. Uh, I really loved it, uh, and so also my taste in music was like going into more like harder direction. I would say I remember okay. that 
at some point I was felt very close to uh, more acid kind of sounds, middle of the 90s onwards, like with Surgeon Birmingham School, this kind of really proper kind of stuff came up and I felt very uh, felt connected very immediately with it. And I think it's still part of my DNA these days. Um, while, yeah, producing, also playing techno. Um, and... Um, yeah, at the same time, I had like also very uh, influential experience on a Love Parade edition, 96 or 97, uh, with um, Claude Young, actually, mm-hmm. uh, when he played uh, the same kind of record on two or three decks and was just like creating delay effects just by the record, you know, like it was the wow. first time I heard this kind of technique playing by a DJ and was like it was super wow in coming like from this kind of turn tableism fascination nice. like from hip hop I was like very uh, uh, amazed to see like how techno can also be influenced by that and just like how to handle turntables like this and it was super good and it was uh, also leading me into more like a kind of Detroit-esque path yeah, of Robert mm. minimalism and implant uh, music um, uh, to, yeah, to name this first of all, but like there were a couple of other stuff too. So like during the 90s, there was, there was a big source of inspiration, which was, uh, you know, I mean, I soaked it up technically in all its forms, actually, you know, it was not mm-hmm. just like I was like super hyped by a certain sound. So whenever I bought records, like back in the days, Delirium, even like the first couple of days, and then later on, Hardwax in Berlin here. Like, I, I always bought like this really big bunch of records, but like yeah. from ambient to you know, I never really got like just a package in my hands and just like from the guy from, from the store, and just like here is like a pre selected thing, and then listening to it. I've, be, I've been doing it always by myself, and so I was like going through all kind of genres, and it just, um. I just had to react on something, even like a nice ambient piece of music could do something spectacular with me, you know, when I feel really feel like goosebumps, uh, then oh. I bought it, you know, no. and there was a never, I've never been this kind of label selector or just like bought a certain oh. artist and only this kind of stuff, you know, like also at some point there were releases that never really fascinated me. Uh, and, uh, so I kept this kind of stuff always open and this was the way how I was like buying my first record, uh, yep. how I select music these days. And also was a good, I think, uh, way how to, yeah, to start DJ with, you know, also while playing techno. Um, um, and yeah, um, this was, uh, more the musical input. Parallel to that, for sure, you, I was starting like to, to play my first parties up to late 90s. So from that moment onwards, I wanted to yeah, move things onwards and started to play sometimes in weird techno chambers of this Is this a, Are these techno chambers in point. Berlin? Was it all, did it all start around the- no, no, no. It was like also discotheques, more discotheques, okay. uh, like in Brandenburg, which is like, you know, the state around... Uh, yeah. Berlin and this was mainly there you know like and Berlin was like the first approaches with like even back in the days Tresor had this concept mm. new faces uh, and I played it uh, and if you more let's say 
on the edge of legal illegal concepts you know but not really regularly in a club at these days you know like it was more like the feeling i have to express myself yeah. musically and and want to share my my music i bought and i i yeah i always loved you know to to uh and and wanted to let people know well, you, you know what i feel um when you're listening to those uh, tracks and um and then, yeah, like, I mean, the guy, you know, I was doing the parties with uh, was like actually like a, a bunch of yeah teenagers even, you know, like these these days, uh, which we aren't that much, you know, in my hometown, uh, 95, 90, between 95, 98. Um, so still, you know, surrounded by maybe 10, 20, you can say like music lovers and found each other like through music, you know, Found you can your say, crew. you know, like in my hometown, yeah, there was like 30,000 people or something like 40, uh, 40, let's say. So in these days, uh, it's, it's not like a really big town, but you know, in these days it was like yeah. quite, uh, easy, like to identify each other when you was listening to, uh, pretty much like a new kind of and electronic, yeah, based music. Uh, and, and, um, so we met like at youth clubs, you know, uh, back then and, and just like bought all the records we bought and, and just listening to it and discussed about it. And it was really lovely nice. uh, to, to feel the same, uh, yeah, uh, ambition. Together. Emotions. Yeah, and all have the same passion for something. <laughs> like you found your people. Same, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like I'm still, I'm still uh, kind of uh, well connected to a, a few nice. part of them, but like mainly, you know, you know, it's like was like 30 years ago. Nice. You know? I mean, this is like long time ago, and and uh, yeah, um, but still great to see. Like spirit is still the same, uh, and and um, even when like the yeah, love for music everyone is, is still like known with into family and you know all this stuff. But yeah, nice. it's great. It's great. If you had to choose yeah. one career highlight, which one would it be? Uh, career highlights. Um, That's a big question. Yeah, I mean, apparently, I'm sure there's a lot. One, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really a big question. I mean, the first thing that pops up in my mind for sure is maybe my residency at Berghain, uh back then. Uh, what I started at 2000, beginning of 2005. Okay. Wow. Because this was, yeah, like a life changer for sure, you know, and, and it's still fascinating me, the club and the vibe, even when there's like involvement going on like since then, but still, uh, yeah, for sure. For me, it was not just for me, like as a DJ, you know, who was like searching for a certain, yeah, certain home for your, for your, uh, passion of music, you can say, uh, what I said before, you know, like after like, just like hopping on and off through in, or it, uh, yeah, uh, from, from one discotheque to another, or like, just like, you know, those kind of illegal parties. So it was for sure a big dream in general, like to find a regular place, yeah. you know, where you can, you feel you can share with like-minded people your music. And uh, yeah, I mean, back then, I would say no one was maybe even kind of expecting that going to be that huge on some point, you know, it was just like for me uh, in the first place, uh, a spot where you find those people, mm. you know, I was looking for. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, 
to shape, you know, my my uh, yeah, my DJ being, mm. if you say so, as an artist, like if my for my for my uh, um, early slots I played there, uh, which was mainly the first few years based on opening slots, which which was pretty much okay because you could play from ambient to peak time tracks and four hours, pretty much everything, you know. And this was like a good school also for me to to uh, yeah to mix. Yeah different styles to bring different vibes to people to get things rolling and to see the floor growing and you know um it's still like one of these events is uh, that uh, is fascinating me you know while DJing when you uh, can share these moments with uh yeah. yeah people on the floor I've never been to Bergheim before it's like somewhere that's on my oh, list oh yeah then you should <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Once in a while, uh, I mean, mainly meanwhile, so I'm, I, I go there on Sundays uh, when friends are in town and stuff like this. But from time to time, I also go there for warm-up sets and like in a really early period uh -huh. of time. And it's quite funny to see like the magic is still there. You know, the magic, what I felt back in the days when I played it the first time, uh, when the whole thing is starting and like, you know, it's a totally different, it's, it's like more like a clean and... I don't know how to explain it, like a very warm and clean feeling in the beginning when, you know, no one is there. And then like the first people are coming, you know, there are always those guys who really enjoy like to be the first on the floor, you know, then doing then their little show or whatever. Uh, and you just see them just in the beginning and then they disappear. More people are coming, those guys disappear, which is also quite nice to uh, be part of the of the night. But yeah, still, you know, I still love it like to to um, get the things yeah. rolling there. And uh, it's, it's still like a fascinating uh, moment, I would say. Isn't that um, so lovely, though, yeah, that you still um, have that feeling for all of these years yeah, and yeah, you still absolutely. feel that magic? It's not like... Somewhat, I think sometimes you can go to the same place many, many of times and it just becomes like very same, same, yeah, yeah. but still feeling that magic and what you felt from the very beginning is like a really special thing, I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's why, I mean, Berghain for sure. That's maybe the first thing that pops in my yeah. mind, um, as I said. Nice. Um, maybe another thing is when I produced um, together a collaboration, which was actually also the first time in my life. That's why I'm taking it into account as well. A collaboration with Eftimin uh, as like, um, like a certain do or project what we called DIN, okay. which is actually like the the shortcut for German industrial norm, which is saying how big is like A4 paper, like a really German bullshit, <laughs> actually, you know, like not the bullshit, sorry, but like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, very precise yeah. and very blah, blah, blah. And this is what, ironically, we wanted to, you know, apparently to do something uh, oppositely. So... And, and do something which is exactly not like that, you know, and like fitting into measurements. So, um, but this was like the first time we both worked together and like the, 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 the project was super nice thing because I've been working the first time together with a choreographer and usually you do, well, you make people to make the people move, you know, and this was pretty much the opposite, you know, no people, you know, they had to translate movement of a certain people into a musical mute or musical mute mood mm. you know what yeah. i mean like you had to translate dancing 
into a mood. It was pretty much the other way around, you know. What I mean? I like that. I like. I like. Yeah. So you know, it was like you seen just like like a certain like uh, choreograph choreography of of our choreographer, and and then you just had to translate it into music. It was pretty much the opposite of you usually work when you're doing music for dance floors at clubs. And uh, so this was quite fascinating uh, to do that. Um, and yeah, um, it was also for me like a mind opener, like first of all to be open for collaborations because before that I've been always more into my tunnel and was like very fixed on my own projects and and uh, never really actually thought about like a collaboration uh but then it was such a good experience really like also with philip the real name of Efteman. uh he's like also you know has like so educated skills also like a lot of things also in production terms and uh to mix up our our uh preferences was like quite nice to see how the result is coming out and um, yeah like the whole project was just enjoyable it was like completely a different kind of topic to what I usually nice. did you know from the flow what I already what I just yeah. told you already to the whole mindset to the music itself for sure like in comparison like with dances um, uh, and yeah so for sure this was like maybe one of the most ambitious uh, projects I started at the time, you know, and I was like, also, okay, let's see. But I wanted to get it. I wanted to make it. Uh, and I like those challenges. Um, and nice. yeah, the, the outcome was, was amazing. I really loved it. Uh, always up like to, to do this kind of stuff again, for sure. Nice. Last year marked 10 years yeah. of IMF, Index Marcel Last oh. year marked 10 years of oh, IMF. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about how IMF started out all them 10 years ago and how you've seen it evolve over the last, well, now 11 years. It, yeah, actually new 11 years, that's true. Yeah, um, well, I think maybe like most of the things, you're starting stuff like this based on passion, mm. you know? There was there was also my, 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 my DJ career in general. So, I mean, it was a thing I, I never did like, certain plannings. I never really did something that's saying like, I have to be here and there in like short, mid or long terms. You know what I mean? Like I was just like following like an inner kind of voice that told me I have to express myself when it comes to music, you know, and, and uh, share what I love. And um, so with the label it was pretty much the same, you know, like at that point, at that moment, I released just on a few label like Oscar Tone mm -hmm. on Mode Evolver once. Uh, Luke Slater's label and uh, I, I always kept it also a bit like very reduced when it comes to or it came to to own releases I never been that kind of guy who opened up like to you know spread around and thousands on labels so I just kept the focus on a few ones but those I really like and um, with my label was actually the first time that I felt like okay I want to be let's say, or well, I want to create like the whole process, process just by myself from the artwork, from uh, distribution terms, matters, you know, just, I don't know, it was like one of these... No, I was just going to say, you do know, everything then. Yeah. You run absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to, to, because it was just based like as a lot of uh, 
label we are starting like when it when it was like handled by a yeah. dj or like an act you know then you always you know you know what i like the the the, the reason is most of all, like based on the fact that you want to release your own music. And it was pretty much the same also for me that I wanted to have like a, a separate path where I can just like dealing myself, you know, with my music. I have the absolute freedom to decide everything by myself. Um, not that I got pushed by someone else, you know, and then telling me, no, yeah. no, you know, that, that the schedule was full, blah, blah, blah. It was not a must to do so, but I felt I have to just for like this, to take this challenge and to to move things forward here also uh, at this stage you know you know it was like another step in my mind also like to um yeah to um to move things onward also with me as a producer uh and like taking the next step yeah, really so isn't it like on. taking the next step in your career it is absolutely yeah yeah and and i mean this is like like the first record you ever yeah. release you know when you hold it in your hand and you have the feeling like fuck that physical I've part here this. is something that yeah, it's it's such a great feeling it's priceless really uh, and it's the same thing with uh, with um, with uh, with your yeah. label you know when you release your first stuff on the label and things are starting so there's like it's a lot about passion it's uh, yeah maybe the the main source you yeah. can say to do it and uh, it still is you know I mean like IMF never been that kind of label that is, has released every two months a release or so which is super okay you know but like for me i kept it quite small in a way and also like the output was not like that regularly sometimes i released like three records a year sometimes just one so it was just like based on the quality and on my feeling how the vision of imf is uh is matching to the music you know what i'm gonna release there uh or what i released there so yeah it's, it's still the driving force um, and then, yeah, um, started like to work with other artists, you know, what I felt like very connected with and fascinated me as even back then, like 12, 13, there were guys like from, from, uh, uh, real mm. or, uh, uh, um, who else like Zenka brothers, those guys, you know, like, which we are in their career, like really like an early stage. And later on, as you can see now, like very successful, but you know, it was like my early connection with them, what I where I already felt back then, they're super talented. I wanted to make music with them, you know, or release music yeah. at least of them. And uh, so the idea was born, yeah, to get into, to leave this more like individual uh, angle on my own tracks to more open up like to other people and to other interesting artists and um yeah i think it's um, like having that looking back from 10 years sorry 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 no i was just gonna say sorry. i feel like no. it's like having that platform to be able to um to connect with other people it's like it's a, a, something similar but for example i have a podcast and it's like people selfishly that i would probably love to meet or connect with somehow it's like not the excuse but it's just a, a really great way to connect with someone instead of just like i don't know you just randomly meet somebody you have that platform or that source to connect and to work with with different people right it is it is definitely part of the of the of the whole thing uh, maybe not like it's i mean the the basic is still music yeah. you know i mean like and then to connect it maybe with like-minded people who 
also doing or like like representing maybe your vision yeah. you know like in a certain way maybe it's a little bit different to a podcast uh what you you know like stick on like a certain topic you know just want to speak about like for me it's you know it's like always the same topic the topic is music. quality music you know and then trying to to connect myself you know to people who share the same uh, view and, and vision uh, about it so that's maybe a little bit different but like basically you're you're right yeah that's that's true like uh, the, the opportunity that you have like yeah. Yeah, you can connect like with with like-minded people this way. It's for sure one of the benefits when you have like a label like this. Um, um, but yeah, um, ten years still. Like looking back now, it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah. Never really thought about it. <laughs> to be honest, like that uh, ten, twelve, or no, almost twelve. Even meanwhile, even later. So we uh, yeah, it's still it's still like. Uh, it's still fascinating. The music I release is still fascinating people on IMF and like everything is like and still going on and and um, also the the label has evolved also um, in a more now maybe like not in a completely different way but like also taking like certain uh, moments like to um, uh, how you may to adjust mm. you know like a certain. Um, uh, things in your vision, you know what I mean? Like, for example, right now, what I'm just doing, let's say, on my vinyl catalog end is that I um, trying, when I'm trying, I uh, connect, let's say, younger, talented producers who are just like mainly do the release with like, let's say, more established profiles who are going to remix one of those tracks, which is not like a super new idea in general, but the background is that. Um, how can I say that? Um, I felt like there, there's like a sort of discussion about this new generation thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I I felt a bit on some point there was um, a kind of defined before and after of that. You know what I mean? Like this is not. It's like facing each other instead of like more like having inclusive. Yeah. Uh, character and this is uh, for me i don't like this kind of way of thinking little uh, let's say it's it's my personal mm. way how to handle it to be honest i mean that's that's that for sure but like i feel like there is like uh, uh both sides are inseparably interwoven you can even say so because there is like something that is connecting everything with everything with everything, yeah. sorry. and um, on, it cannot be opposed to each other. I would say, you know, like it's like for me not really uh, understandable how you can, you know, split, split it. And I don't want to say it's completely like this, but I have the feeling there is something around, like which is goes in this direction. Yeah. So with IMF, I would like you know to to show up, you know, my interpretation, you know, which is like, uh, yeah, connecting together. Um, those worlds, yeah, those two worlds, if you, if you want to keep this picture, uh, and not really like separating them, you know, this is, uh, this is what I didn't do, like maybe in the early 10, uh, or like, yeah, the first 10 releases on mm. my, of my label. So, and starting now since 11, since last year, I'm having, I'm, I, I changed this kind of concept for value releases. So we have, yeah, we had like Milo Spikers with a remix of mine and next one will be 
uh, a new EP of mine finally after now since 2015. Since 2015. Uh, nice, yeah, exciting. Like there was a couple of a couple of releases I was doing or like making like a track for yeah um, uh, VAs mm. and and uh, other stuff, but not really like uh, an EP you can say. So this will be out now in one and a half, two months uh, with a remix by uh, Shadow Obscure Shape. And uh, then we have Rolf Ranger with the Advent and a guy from Spain called Rodiatz, really a young, talented profile with a remix from Slam. So you wow, know what I mean? So like this cool. is, uh, that's, uh, that's I'm trying like to, to show up. Then I have like the first release of Stea uh, and just like, yeah, also dealing out like uh, remixes here. So... This is this is how you know also like my involvement uh, uh, of the vision of my label. It's not really that I have fixed 10, 12 years ago. You know, it's also for sure kind of evolving, but still like the the connecting part is still like the, the yeah. music. You know, even like the way how you put like things together is maybe a little bit different. But like uh, the best way as you how, how you can see that is also the new project. What I was just starting is like hardproof. It's like more like a digital. Um, the A project, you can say, you know, may mean like for a lot of people, it's like digital only. Sometimes, uh, let's say, a little bit difficult. It was for a long time, also for me, to be honest. Um, up to pandemic, you could say, I was I wasn't really sure if I should start something like this. But on one hand, I've been getting a lot of really great music from from younger producers, and uh, since my yeah, vinyl schedule, you can also say it's pretty much packed now to summer next year, you know, and what can you do? You can't say like to those young talented guys, dude, I would love to, but we can work something out and next yeah. year uh, in winter time or something. So, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's impossible. And for sure, you have to respect their music, music, musical approach as well. And so I wanted to give it like a platform, you know, for ex for exactly those kind of uh, talented guys that has to be shown. And I has uh, that has to be shared, you know, with 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 my community and fans of IMF. And um, so, yeah, I was I was uh, yeah also like asking like a few talented guys if they want to join. At the end of the day, I received now almost forty tracks or so, <laughs> uh, which is a lot of tracks. Uh, meanwhile, and and so I clustered mm -hmm. them, and just like still to have this kind of cohesive. Uh, uh, track listing, you can say, because you know, like the first which came out now, uh, end of June was like more like darker, synthy yeah. kind of approach. The next one now, end of August, is more like warm, soulfuller, groovier kind of stuff, I would say, more like kind of summer esque, but still music. I really, I really love, you know, like Hardproof is, is, is not like saying it's hard techno, you know, maybe that's, uh, I know there's also like a little mis misunderstanding when I talk to friends. So Hardproof, Hardproof is just saying the music is well selected, you know, and, and uh, this is what I actually want to say with, uh, with this kind of VA series, you know, but like the music is also you now clustered into like certain uh, yeah. topics or like different uh, styles a little bit, you can say, but like still like the main, uh, connecting part is still, yeah, the quality of music and also to show up. There's still like a lot of funk in the music, even when you got a feeling these days it's very one dimensional, but like still, um, there is, um, 
there's uh, there's like um, what I want to say with the with the uh, comparison to to the IMF one. Um, there is like also another path, mm. you know, what I'm following, like to show up the diversity of 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 the label side, uh, even when like the basic intention is like in terms of music is the same. You seem like you're very very busy these last few months. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this was um, this was uh, actually like a. Yeah, those kind of things are growing, you know. There's nothing what I also decided yeah. from one day it's to another. It's been an ongoing thing. Um, it, yeah, it's an ongoing process for sure. And uh, yeah, like the like pandemic, yeah, was like for sure like the best time like to go more into depth uh, in these terms and 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 uh, to also to uh, recheck yourself, you yeah. know, your way of thinking and your. Um, uh, what what is your approach and creativity creativity terms for your own as a DJ also like as a as a music customer on the other hand also like as a label owner so there were like a couple of things you know you had to oh, I was let's say uh, asking myself you know and, and under these terms and um, yeah I mean now uh, as I said like now finally there is some time um uh to to put it or to realize it um because i said like i get like some some like uh there was some private issues mm. also um uh the last two three years with uh on, the, on my family so i had to take care of but like still um now i found a really good solution for nice. everything and and uh it's great to be to yeah to put my the focus of my mind like back to the to the music side much more than I could do like in the last two, three nice. years. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, it's My been pleasure. so lovely to talk to you and get to know you a little <laughs> bit so more and know um, about everything that's going on. I wish you the best of luck for your, for hard proof and uh, another great so successful 10 years of IMF. And um, hopefully you. I'll get to see Bergheim one day. And if I do, I'll let you know. Now, hopefully, let me know. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, yeah? Thank you for the interview. It was a thank pleasure. Thank you. Yeah? Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.